rest of the Suguru. Episode 12, Rescued or Die Days, weeks, hours, I have no comprehension of time or space. I've planted myself where the dampness and mold cover every square inch. I cannot grow cornered in the darkness. No light reaches me. The thickness of my environment compels my lungs to beg for air. I occupy my mind by humming songs from my youth. Songs which wrap in tune to the sound of the dripping water in the distant drain. The dripping morphs into a steady flow, then into a breathtaking waterfall. The water flows onto my thirsty tongue, soaking my desperately dry body, curing my dehydrated state. The explosions bring my eyes open to reality. The water dripping in the drain has stopped as if the water has been stifled. This must mean the troops are not far away. I cannot wait. It's been forever since I've had anything to eat or drink. My hunger consumes me, digesting my core. Hello? Hello? I speak only to hear the sound of my own voice. Hello? <laughs> I need to go to the grocer, but unfortunately it's a war zone out there. <laughs> oh, Abby, you make such stale jokes. <sighs> More explosions fragment my mind. Fragment my mind. Fragment my mind. <laughs> I hold tight to my knees and clench my eyes closed again, rejoining my own world as the real world crumbles around me. It shouldn't be much longer by the sounds of the artillery. Either be rescued or die, buried in my brick dungeon. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> what? What? You're upset. Why? Who said that? Me. I look around. A rat stands on his hind legs. <laughs> Why is that everybody's first reaction? Am I that ugly? <laughs> well, <laughs> you're a rat. Uh, yeah, so? So, um, you're talking to me. Oh, am I? Well, perhaps it's because I have something to say. Yeah, and what's that? Uh, I don't mean to be rude, but, uh, would you please scooch a smidge to the right? My family's trapped under your ass. Uh, what? I look behind me. There's a rat hole in the wall with a little face peeking out of it, upset. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, she didn't know. She didn't know. She's just a dumb human. It's okay. It's okay, just calm down. Calm down. Nobody's hurt. Oh, you like that smell. You grew up in the sewer. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. <laughs> Humans. So self-absorbed. I'm not self-absorbed. Really? Do you ever think of anyone but yourself? Yes. I tried to help. Huh. Yeah. You screwed up, Abby. You can't even save your own ass. I'm alive. Alive. What about Greg? I don't know, Ben? What, what's his name? Travis? Travis. Yeah, the robot. He came to help you. You said nothing. You stood there, waiting orders, like some kind of ninny. <laughs> A ninny. I'm no ninny. Yeah, R. Act like whatever. Take control. Don't let them take control of you. You should listen to me. I'm a rat. I've been through it. I know what I'm talking about. Huh. Looks like we have company. Everyone, back in the hole. Now. Get. Now. Back in the hole. Look, Abby, not speed. Rescued or die. 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 My jittery thoughts come to a screeching halt. Thumps of boots enter the building, clomping across the upper floors. Then, down the stairs, my fate looms. 
<laughs> oh no. That's <laughs> wine cellar. The soldier's deep voice reverberates as he stomps down the cellar stairs. My blood delightfully rushes at the sound of an American accent. With cautious optimism, I crawl to the entrance of the tiny room. I spy a silhouette against the sun beaming down the stairwell as the soldier noses around the wine slots, shining his light on each bottle. I'm weary about letting my presence known. If he finds me, his reaction could be to kill me. After all, I'm on the wrong side of this battle. The soldier finds a bottle of interest and pops it open with his knife. He sips from the bottle as he continues his search through the basement. Ah, disgusting! He tosses the bottle to the floor and it shatters. That's the worst booze I've ever tasted. He walks toward the shelf beside my small nook. These cream puffs have any whiskey? I tuck deeper into the dark corner, knocking an empty bottle over. It rolls to the soldier's feet. Hello! He points his gun in my direction. Who's back then? He stares at me. He can almost see me in the darkness. Look, I won't shoot if you come out with your hands in the air. He repeats a sentence in German as he shines his flashlight in my face. Okay, miss. I'm screwed. I have nowhere to run. I have one defense. To tuck my head into my sweater. (laughs) Like a cowardly, helpless turtle. I peer at him through the knitting. Okay, miss. He crouches to my level and holds out his hand. Man, I'll help you. Speaking the English. Yes, my tiny voice squeaks out of my swollen throat. He offers me his canteen. How long have you been down here? I say nothing. I pull my head from my sweater and carefully take the canteen. With a test smell, I take a frail sip and stare off into the distance. Stay here. He walks to the stairs, yelling for help. Wait. Hey, come over here and help me. Found some I stand to follow him, but my legs quiver like rubber stilts. Tunnel vision. Bright lights swirl in a prism of colors. I reach for the specter just to have it fall away from me, detonating in an impressive blast, knocking the wind from my chest. (laughs) Darkness binds me to the ground, unable to move. I live my existence in a dream, a remarkable collection of fictional stories. Which memories are real and which are only my foolish imagination? My life's been overwritten. I know I have a family. At least I have a mother, a father, and maybe a brother. Reality is a game of roulette, not knowing where I'll land. Entering consciousness. I open my eyes in a hospital. Where am I? I touch my head, now wrapped in a bandage. A nurse comes over and moves my hand away from my wound. Not sure where you are. It's no wonder with that blow you took to your wee noggin. You've landed yourself in England, a military hospital. Don't worry, you're in my care now. I'm Ginny, your nurse. Are we at war? I still don't know where I am. The war's almost over. She removes the wrapping from my head and pats my wound with a damp cloth. Your sutures look great. You're all healed up. I'll take them out now. Her British accent puts me at ease. I'm happy you're speaking. You've been in and out for the last week, and we were beginning to worry about you. A tapping on the door. It opens. Is she awake? A deep, almost familiar voice asks. Lieutenant, if the doctor finds you in here, he'll implode. She winks. Relax, Ginny. I just want to say hi to my friend. His energy gives me flitters. He's been so concerned. Ginny talks to me as she finishes taking out my stitches. In here every day. Ask him about you. She dries my head and puts a plaster on my wound. She signals the man to enter. Make it quick. I have rounds to do. The handsome man limps over. Uh, Good morning. How you feeling? I awkwardly attempt to adjust my stance in the bed. Who are you? My vision is still a little blurry. You can call me Jack. He puts out his hand to shake mine. I stare at him for a moment. Jack? He's familiar to me. I know we've met before. He helps me adjust my bed. So what's your name? (laughs) Mackenzie. I waver. I mean, (sighs) Roken. Abby Roken. We gaze at one another until Jenny clears her throat. Ahem. <laughs> okay, okay, I get it. All right, Miss Roken. He winks. I only came to see how you were doing. 
I rub my head. Fine, I guess. I glance at his wrapped leg. What happened to you? No, this, uh, this is nothing. I was plinked by a sniper when we were loading the trucks. It'll probably heal up before we reach shore. Ginny laughs. laughs. Now, that's optimism for you. <laughs> I smile and try to keep my cool. It's difficult. I can't even sit up on my own. Ginny sees my struggle and grabs some pillows to prop me up. Jack lowers his voice to speak um, to Ginny. I need to have a private conversation with Miss Rowe. Would you check back in a few minutes, please, Ginny Honey? She smiles. Fine, but I will be back soon. She gathers her things. No necking. She pumps her eyebrows and leaves. Jack waves her off. I have something for you. He reaches into his pocket and brings out my watch. You dropped this bracelet when you fell over in the basement. He gently picks up my hand and places it on my wrist. I figured it was important since it was the only thing you had on you when I found you. He taps the face of the watch. What is that? Onks? Glass? I stare at the watch a moment. It's garbage. It's nothing but a broken, worthless watch. What do you mean? Where are the pots? Hands, numbers, things of that nature? I look into his bright eyes. He wouldn't believe me if I told you. He observes me a moment. Uh, who says I wouldn't believe you? I know it's not a watch. It was lighting up like Times Square. I shake my head. I'm not 100% sure I even know what it is. Hold on a second. Did he say it lit up? I thought it was dead. You claim it lit up. I desperately shake the watch. He nods and watches me abuse it. I shrug. Well, it's not doing anything now. He thumps his knees as he thinks. Why were you in that basement? Where are you from? He leans in to whisper. Obviously not German. If I told you, you wouldn't believe me. I stare at the watch. My brain's been nullified. Okay, let's up the ante. I try to keep an open mind. Given that, I'll tell you what I think based on what I've seen. He whispers. Are you a time traveler? I'm jolted. My eyes widen. What makes you say that? Ha! I knew it! When I returned you in the cellar, you were seven conscious. You asked me what year it was. You said you were kidnapped from the future. Well, you misheard. I was... I, I mean, I was kidnapped. But, um, from the future... I mean, not from the future, from the past. I mean, a couple of days ago. I mean, when was that? I try to cover my tracks, but my face flushes as I lie. I call bullshit. I know what I heard. So you're either a Looney Tune or time trap. With my cover blown, I have to come clean. Okay, Jack. You figured something out I'm not even sure I know about yet. I point to the watch. This thing is a time machine. I don't even know how to use it, though. I'm stuck here, and that's all you need to know. Please don't tell anyone. <sighs> I'm not looking to end up in an asylum or anything. Well, don't worry. Your secret is safe with me. He flips through his thoughts. I can help you find a way to get back to the U.S. Back to, uh... He stops. He can't even believe what he's about to say. Exactly. It's hard to grasp. I finish his thought. If I hadn't lived through it myself, I wouldn't believe me either. No, I do believe you. He softly kisses my hand. His warm touch is so familiar to me. I already know him. <gasps> I jerk <sighs> my hand away. No, sorry. I need to figure things out. He nods. Of course. And when you're ready to talk about things, I'll be here. Till then... I can get you back into the U.S. I know some folks, and they owe me some favors. My answer is a simple smile. He returns my smile. I'll get out of your hair and make some calls. Happy to see you awake. He stands to leave, but I grab his hand. Thank you, Jack. I needed that. He winks. Ginny enters the room. Jack must be sweet on you. He's been here a week, and that's the first time he's smiled like the moon. I flush. He's charming. <laughs> I'm telling you. If I wasn't so attached to my James... She detaches my IV. You're out. The doctor says if you can walk, you're taking up bed space. <laughs> really? Just like that? I move to the edge of my bed. Jack helps me to my feet. Yes, ma'am. We need all our walkie-talkies. Up and at them. But don't worry. You won't be here much longer, from what I've heard. With Jack's assistance, I slowly make my way to the hallway. Will you be okay? Jenny asks with a smile. Ugh, I should be. I smile at Jack, and he begins to take me around the hospital. Brilliant. We take a stroll around the grounds of the hospital. 
taking in all the scenery and discussing the little things in life, neither of us ready to confess any deep history to the other. Jack looks at the time. Ugh, I have to meet up with my contact, Joe. It's a long walk. Why don't you settle in at a table at the cafeteria? Have a cup of coffee. He seats me at a table and brings me a cup of coffee. Here you go. That way you can be wide awake for this evening when we board the ship. Meet me at the pier tonight at 7.30. He takes out his pocket watch and sets it in my hand. It's no time machine, but it will keep you in present time. that evening. No word yet from Jack. I wait at the pier with the other passengers, anticipating boarding the ship. The chilly sea air opens my lungs to the freshness I've longed for. A new beginning in an old home. Abby! Jack rushes over. I have something for you. He hands me a large envelope full of papers and a small suitcase. I get all of this. I peek in the envelope and pull out one of the papers. It's a birth certificate with my new name and new date of birth. A new me. I raise an eyebrow. Joe pulled all of this out of thin air. Jack grins. I hope you don't mind the random information. We needed boarding information for the port. You know, to put on the manifest. It's cool, though. I really appreciate this. All right, well, I gotta go. Men and women aren't allowed to sail together on military ships. Just give the porter your small white envelope. I'll let you walk. Good luck. I'll see you throughout the journey. He leaves me to board the ship. What the hell just happened? Am I dreaming? Somebody pinched me. I mean, not really, but... How is Jack here? What happened to Sarge and the boys after Audie died? Clearly they made it. Sarge is here. And even more handsome than I remember. His rough Sarge vibes have simmered into the soft romantic. What are the chances Sarge made it to the very building I was trapped in? This is incredible. Almost as if someone is placing people where I need them to be. Can I trust him? Or is Jack just another pawn in the intergalactic chess game? He seems so sincere. He doesn't seem artificial. He's down to earth, but still up in space. (laughs) This is an interesting side of him. Please let him be real. I need something real to dream about. Does he really want to help? What is he getting out of this? Only time will tell if this bond with him is true, or just another lie I'm grasping onto to find peace. I'm sailing off into a new world, well, an old world, to find the answers I may never find. Seems hopeless, but I will prevail over whatever's coming. (sighs) I know it. Next time, on Tales of the Zuguru. I'm an immigrant in my own country. Uh, I understand. Just a strange man you barely know. You have no reason to trust a lug like me. My options are thin. Follow a kind stranger or... You think I'm just gonna let that go? Stay on the streets and starve. This is If you're running surreal. off stag into the sunset, you may want to freshen up. Lost in time. Lost in the world. Revitalization. And I'll see you later. Here's a man who's wrestled with the devil and come out unscathed. Are you coming with me? <laughs>